0: If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. There are three types of employees when working within an organization or within a team. And we call these the three D's, dedicated influencers, doers, and detractors. Now, if you think about the studies done at the Gallup organization, they often talk about it actively engaged, engaged, and actively disengaged. And during their study, they report over 70% of people are either engaged or actively disengaged. Meaning, 7 out of 10 people are not going above and beyond the call of duty. So the people who are really dedicated influencers are really in the minority. They're a small part of what makes up leaders' teams. So what can we do? Think about dedicated influencers. We have to coach these people. Here's why. They are our most marketable asset. Recruiters are not calling and asking, do you have any detractors you want to get rid of? They're calling and saying, do you have anybody that you know, we could recruit that's a dedicated influencer, your top talent? That's where you're most vulnerable as a leader. And then we have the second tier doers, people who do nothing more than a good job, they don't go above and be beyond the call of duty. They don't join the detractors. They're right in the middle. Let me share a quick story with you. Years ago at an organization here in Wisconsin, where my company resides, I was working with a company, a long-standing company, phenomenal company. And I worked with a great manager by the name of Tom. And I remember the CEO once said, boy, Tom really had a down year. And I was stunned when I heard this because I know him to be a really good leader, yet an awesome coach. His people were very, very dedicated to him. And I said, oh, I said, what happened? He said, well, the bottom line is his sales numbers were down. And I want to introduce you to a very cool concept. We hear all the time, top line, bottom line. I think we need to evaluate leaders between the lines. Let me explain. This person had roughly about 11 or 12 people on his team within 12 months, because of years of coaching, I think it was eight out of the 12 got promoted. Eight out of 12 people got promoted. A couple of those people were going to leave outside the organization. And I said to the CEO, I said, I have to tell you something, Phil. I said, I think you're looking at it the wrong way, or maybe a, a different way you could look at it. And he said, what do you mean? I said, think about that. Eight out of 12 people promoted, there's no continuity within 12 months of hitting the top line or the bottom line. I said, but if you think in between those numbers, how much money he saved on recruiting cost, and what he did for talent retention and succession planning. The next day, the CEO, great CEO, calls me up and he said, you know, I had not looked at it from that standpoint. I go, Look, I'm just a big fan of Tom's. He has done a fantastic job of coaching. I know of two or three of his people that were seeking employment outside the organization. And he found ways to keep them inside the organization at the detriment of his own team continuity. And the CEO said, boy, that is such a great point. So what he did, which I thought was brilliant, he went and looked at the numbers that he actually saved the company By internally promoting people, meaning keeping them inside the organization, it almost to the dollar equaled the gap that he was short in his sales numbers. So when you think about between the lines, what is your retention? How much money have you saved in recruiting, hiring costs, onboarding costs? So the healthiest thing we can do as a leader is make a list of our employees and have three columns afterwards. Dedicated influencers, doers, and detractors. Now, the simple thing is to say, well, he's right in between these two. Draw a line in the sand. Who is truly a detractor? A detractor cannot detract some of the time and be a doer or a dedicated influencer some of the time. If they have detractor tendencies or behaviors or actions, they are a detractor. Number two, doers. These are people who simply do the job. They should make up the bulk of your team. Now, be honest with yourself. Don't Let that guide the way you evaluate your team. If you have a team of eight of ten people who are detractors, you have a team of eight detractors. Just factually represent it. Third, who are those unique, and they typically will be unique, dedicated influencers? People who go above and beyond the call of duty. If you can find those people and you can work with those people, guaranteed you're going to have an opportunity to drive your team forward. Now, the reason we do this is that often there are gaps between a doer and a dedicated influencer. There are gaps between a detractor and becoming a doer. Take some time, reflect, write down what are those knowledge sets? What are those skill sets? And more importantly, what are those behavioral attributes? that if somebody improved, they would leave detractor to become a doer, or they would leave a doer status and become a dedicated influencer. Now, those definitions are up to you. Yet, if you create those definitions, your job as a leader, I believe, much like the leader story I just shared with you about Tom, I think it is a leader's responsibility to constantly have a team that is evolving. See, the mistake leaders make is we want to hold on to our team members because it's comfortable for us. We're having continuity, we're hitting our numbers, we're doing well, we're being recognized. Yet that will often not satisfy everybody. So here's the second thing you can do. Find out what motivates your people. Now, how do you do that? There are two types of motivation, intrinsic or extrinsic motivation. So think about somebody who is intrinsically motivated. They are motivated by the job. They are motivated by the things inside the job. So if you take somebody in a bank who loves to do mortgage work, loves the numbers, loves putting the deals together, loves doing financing. And the next step is for them to become a mortgage manager. Now, let's say this person does not want to manage people. So often leaders make the mistake and say, well, geez, Lisa, you know, if you keep this up in six months, you're going to be up for a promotion. And what that just said to Lisa, the mortgage analyst, is that you could be promoted. What that's also saying to her is become uncomfortable. I know it's not what you want because I don't even know what you want. And you know what happens? Discord is created. A disconnect is created. Now. Are the intentions bad? Absolutely not. Let me share another story with you. Years ago, we were working with a financial services firm, and we were doing some coach-to-coach work where they would fill out surveys. And I remember calling my contact, saying, is everything okay? Some of the responses are really weird. And we further dove into it, and this organization did a survey. And what they found out was that 44% of the people that were promoted into people management positions did not want to be people managers, but felt they did not have a voice. They felt like they could not say anything. Now, why did that come about? Really good managers wanting to promote and help their people. So we have to understand what people want. Someone intrinsically motivated is motivated and loves the job. If you have somebody who says, I love my job, and they don't want to be promoted, don't use a promotion as a motivational tool. Number two, if you have someone who's extrinsically motivated, they're motivated by their current job as a stepping stone or as an apparatus to get to the next level. So if somebody says, yes, I really want to go into management or I want to use this job to take this particular job, figure out what those gaps are. Then, and only then, Can you promote and be in alignment with a person who's extrinsically motivated? Now, here's the toughest part of all of this. Detractors also recruit really the fourth D, disciples. That's why we always use the phrase of the water cooler conversation. If you walk by, they want to tackle you. They want to tape you to that water cooler. They don't want to let you go. See, misery loves company. And I share this with great respect People who are detractors don't know what to do. They've been practicing negative attitudes and tendencies and gossiping and complaining and talking behind other people's backs, not just for months, but for years. That is a person who has to back up the truck. I hope you hear the beeping. And it's going to be very difficult for them to do that. Yet, do not underestimate the power of the detractor. They don't even know they're doing it sometimes, but they are recruiting disciples. Disciples are people who are easily influenced. They may or may not fall in these three categories. Often dedicated influencers, often doers, don't recruit disciples. Detractors will. Misery loves company. So how do you coach those people? First of all, I go back to the fundamental definition of coaching. Coaching is a two-step process. One, it's getting someone to look in the mirror. Two, it's getting them to take action on number one. Very few people do number one on their own. Detractors will avoid it like the plague. So the challenge is, is you cannot own a detractor's behavior. All you can do is hold up that mirror. And you have to coach them. And you have to ask them questions such as, you know what, Jane? You have an opportunity to turn things around. And I'm going to leave you with a thought, and this is a a definition of reflective coaching, what I'm about to demonstrate. Jane, I want to leave you with a thought. You can be inside the team as someone who's doing a really good job and somebody who's influencing others, or you can be outside the team creating a reputation of a detractor, somebody who's negative, somebody who doesn't find a way to go above and beyond the call of duty. That will not be tolerated. So I want to leave. I want to get back together in a couple days, and I want you to really tell me what you're willing to do to move in a positive direction away from those tendencies and those behaviors. I'm going to give you a day or two to think about it. I've given this time, and I want you to think about it. I even want you to write down three to four things you're going to do on an ongoing basis to move towards being a positive, influential teammate. Time does a wonderful thing. Here's the funny thing about detractors. They know who they are. Somebody who's at the water cooler complaining about teammates, they know who they are. Do not, for a second, accept their resistance. Like they're just unaware of their actions and behaviors. Deep down, they know exactly what they're doing. So in summary, make a list of your people. Dedicated influencers, coach them, schedule time with them, get close to them. Those are your most marketable assets. Doers, there's the greatest opportunity. Typically, here's how the percentages typically break down. Do not let this influence how you track your team. Typically, dedicated influencers are roughly 10 to 15%. Typically, doers are about 50 to 60% and the rest are detractors. Here's the funny thing. Detractors sometimes have more power because they're louder. They're more rambunctious in their recruitment. See, dedicated influencers won't go and recruit disciples. They'll constantly do what's good for the team. And they may not notice as much. As a detractor who's really trying to recruit disciples. Now that may be unfair, it may be true, it may be untrue, who knows. But keep that in mind. Make a list of your people. Write down, check off who's a dedicated influencer, who's a doer, who's a detractor. Then identify the gaps between each one of those. The knowledge, the skill, and the behavioral attributes of what somebody needs to do to go to that next level. And then ask yourself six months from now, have the percentages of your team changed? Positively. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign seven to 21 day programs for employees